Hi, welcome to Happily Ever Divorce, all things divorce and dating with Kat. And we are here for another show to give you some skills, tips, and knowledge on your life as you're going through the transition of divorce, whether you're thinking about divorce, going through it, or post-divorce, and you're dating and you're out in the big world of a online and meeting other singles. So I have a very awesome guest here today, and it's amazing because we haven't seen each other in a few years. We actually met because we were both Zumba instructors, and as you guys know, Zumba is one of the things I loved using uh, as a coping strategy post-divorce. But Emmy is an expert. She is a best-selling author, and she is going to talk to us really about breakups. Divorce, of course, is the ultimate breakup because Not only are you dealing with the emotional ramifications of of a breakup, but you're also dealing with the legal aspects, financial aspects of the divorce. But when it comes down to it, you're still dealing with heartache. You're still dealing with loss. You're still, still dealing with the stages of grief. And that's why I brought Emmy here today to share her knowledge and expertise with you, because there's ways to navigate that process in a way that's healthier for you to get you right back on track. So welcome. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Thank I'm you excited. for coming. And happy to see you again. I know. <laughs> Maybe we can do a couple. We'll do a couple Zumba moves. There's <laughs> yeah. always time for dancing. Always. So one of the things, um, what I really want to focus on today, too, is because you help folks deal with writing their their story, right, or coming up with their story around the breakup. I'm a big believer in self-talk, how you narrate things, and that's going to determine how you feel and then how you behave around it. So can you tell me a little bit more about that and how you work with your clients in dealing with breakup? Yeah, thank you. Um, So I like to call myself a self-leadership coach because when I'm working with people, I'm really teaching them the skills of how to self-manage and, you know, how to help themselves work work through the situation. So when you're in an emotional overwhelm, it's really hard to do that sometimes because you're kind of straddled with all this stress. And so sometimes you you look outside of yourself. So... With self-leadership skills, one of those things is self-management, and there's lots of different tools to do that. So writing your story is just one of many tools. You know, you mentioned Zumba and movement, and that is one example of a wonderful tool. So writing in general can really help, can be very cathartic. And so things like journaling and writing about your emotions, that can help you just kind of process through your thoughts and get them out on paper, help you release now, I introduce a slightly different element to story writing. So I, I also teach my clients about like your, you know, your personal narrative and self-talk and all of that because that is really important. Um, but an, a new way of kind of using writing to your advantage is to write your own personal story from a third-person perspective. So it's basically memoir-style writing to help you see the whole situation almost like you're watching a movie and like you're understanding the characters in a different way. Because when you're living your own life, you're only seeing your character's perspective, right? But when you have to write about the other characters involved, like your ex, then it helps you to put some perspective on the relationship dynamic. How are each of you contributing to the dynamic? And what do you need to do to shift so that it can serve your well-being in the best way? Absolutely. That's amazing. So I know one of the things that I talk to my clients about is every relationship that we have is actually a life lesson if you look at it the right way, right? Um, but even that that shift of of meaning, right? And sometimes you have to look at it from somebody else's through somebody else's eyes even to kind of understand that. 
It could be the difference between I'm unlovable, my husband had an affair on me, or my husband did us a favor because we were in an unhappy marriage and now we're getting a divorce and unstuck, right? So it's kind of like, how do you create meaning? How do you find uh, symbolism? How do you uh, narrate it to not only to others, but to yourself is a big piece of healing. Absolutely. Sure. I mm-hmm. fully agree. Yeah. So um, what, you know, what are some things that you recommend as far as, I think you call it like the reset after mm. a breakup? What, like, how do you go about doing that? And what would you recommend somebody do for that? Yeah, it can be so hard to reset when, you know, when you're in all this distress, it's like, where do you start? And so I definitely, I take my clients through three major steps, I would say, which I call my red process. So the first piece is R, which is restore, like do things that reconnect yourself with you. A lot of times we're, you know, maybe we're getting inundated with text messages from the ex if you're dealing with, you know, co-parenting or, you know, you're like, oh, what is this? What is he or she doing? You know, I see them on social media. So let's just reconnect with yourself and focus your energy back on you. The second piece is elevate, which is the E of red. And that is what is all of the learning? What are the skills that you need to learn right now? I just talked about self-management. Like, why don't you develop a toolkit to help you be able to, you know, work through every situation? So elevate is about learning and growth. And then the D is dare. And this is where you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have been doing things in a certain way for, you know, maybe years. Some people, it's like, you know, a 30-year marriage. You have to be able to learn how to see things differently and how to approach your behavior in a different way. And that can be really uncomfortable. So the dare is like stepping out of your comfort zone to put you on that new path that you really want to be on. Definitely. So I don't know. um, I'm a big fan of Joe Dispenza. I think I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Um, and he talks about cord cutting and what he says, which I think is so true. I actually share this video with a lot of my clients is that people in our lives are, are, are identity markers. It's almost like, uh, you know, the buoys that tell you which direction to go into, where do you pour your energy into, you know, what mood are you in when you wake up? Right. Um, and so when those markers are gone, there's a grief process because it's not even necessarily the grief of around losing the other person. It's figuring out who you are without that other person. And people don't realize that because that's a lot of the big discomfort. And your brain is going to keep telling you to go back Mm -hmm. just because our brain craves consistency, even when we know it's not a good relationship for us. Mm -hmm. Can you speak a little bit about that or what your thoughts are on that? I fully agree with that. And I love Joe, but Dispenza, by the way, as well. Um, um, Yeah. One of the exercises that I do in my 12-week program called Wake Up From Your Breakup is um, identifying the familiar. Like, what are the things in this other person that you're being drawn to because it's comfortable for you? Mm -hmm. Like, you recognize this behavior, maybe from a parent when you were growing up, maybe from, you know, when you were in school. And so even though it might not be the best person or situation for you, you still are drawn to it. And yeah. some people, by the way, confuse that with chemistry. And it's oh, like, yeah. oh my God, I have like this, you know, passion with this person, but they're really being drawn to a familiar behavior that mm-hmm. isn't good for their well-being. Absolutely. Well, and so the other thing is when we're with people, they actually regulate, I mean, there's scientific evidence that the people around us actually regulate our nervous system. Mm-hmm. So there is a chemical component to breakup, right? It literally is like getting sober. It's like, you know, they've compared it to getting free of cocaine. And so your brain is literally addicted 
to that person, whether whether you intellectually like them or not, right? Oh my God, there's so much going on physiologically. I, mm. I was a, you know, I have a biology background. I was yep. a high school bio and anatomy teacher for 16 Yay, years. Yes. <laughs> and um, I actually like to introduce that to clients as well, because, you know, we can be so hard on ourselves it's, and get really angry. I know I felt that. I was very frustrated of like, why can't I just get over this person? Oh, yeah. Why can't I just move on with my life? Why am I always thinking about this person? Right. It's so irritating. And when you can think of when you can also understand that it's not just your mind, that's a huge component. But yeah. You've got biological things that are happening in your body. Like your body is constantly having a stress response every single time you think of that person or, you know, whatever it is, even nostalgic kind of memories. Like you're releasing those like happy chemicals and they're influencing your mind. And so the more that you can start to I don't even like to use the word control. I use the word finesse a lot. Oh, I like that. And I, I, you know, I use a strategy even right now in, in whatever I'm going through in life. It's like I have to finesse my brain to get on track with where I want to be and how I want to feel so that my body will follow. Absolutely. So I have um, one of the things I think is really hard, particularly with divorce folks, is so number one, you guys know, I always say, please do not stalk your ex's social media because <laughs> it's literally just like I said, like it's getting free of cocaine or alcohol. It's the same as like, OK, let's tell the alcoholic to stop drinking and then we're going to sit him in a bar exactly. forever. So you're really holding yourself back and you're healing by doing that, by stalking social media. And I know it's so easy to do that, mm -hmm. but it's just not going to help you. Um, the other thing um, that I think does or doesn't help, this is what I want to get your opinion on, is rehashing the breakup. Because I find that some of my folks are so traumatized and they just keep talking about it over and over and over again. And if you look at the research, some research actually says that some of that rehashing is helpful to a point. But what is your opinion or thoughts on that? That is a great question. And I do believe in the benefits of talking about what happened so that you can process your thoughts and feelings. However, I do believe that there is a point where it is definitely better to reframe and shift your focus toward your vision. And so, you know, especially with the new year coming and people are making goals and, and you know, like, oh, new year, new me. Okay. How do you do that? It's nice to say it and think about it, but how do you actually go about doing that? So if you are constantly replaying the same narrative and this is where people can kind of get stuck in you know therapy or even journaling it's like you're writing about the same crap oh, all the time yeah. right yeah. and so it can be helpful at first or for a while but at what point do you create a shift right right and so uh, when i'm coaching with my clients a huge part of the focus is your vision the first question I think our listeners, whoever should should think about is how do I want to feel as consistently as possible from day to day? That's your first step. Once you know how you want to feel, well, now you start identifying what kinds of things help you feel each of those things. And those should be your goals, your, your daily mm -hmm. tiny little action steps, right? And, and asking yourself like, is this possible? to feel happy in January, right? You first have to believe that it's a possibility. So pick the feeling that seems possible that you would enjoy and then figure out, okay, how do I get myself there? I like that. 
that is really good. So, um, uh, I mean, there's so much that we could talk about. I wish we had more time. And Emmy, you're amazing, and you have so much good material to share with your people. Um, can you maybe walk us through just briefly, like a client that you did help with a breakup and, and a little bit summary of how that looked like and what it felt like for the client? Yeah, yeah, I would love that. And I'm actually going to use the example of the holidays since it is that oh, time. Oh, yes, yep. Yeah, and um, so back to like kind of the self-leadership piece, right? You have a lot more control over your life than you think you do. Of course, you cannot, you know, um, control, you know, things that happen outside of yourself, but you have a lot more control over the situation. So holidays, you can't control their coming, right? Right. Right. But there's a lot of um, kind of pre-programmed ideas about holidays, which is like you have to do the same freaking thing every year. Like you have to go to your family's house and you have to open gifts. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> yep. it's this format and that you just automatically do it because you, you like think you're supposed to. So I was working with three different clients, actually, who were get, who were starting to get really stressed out that the holidays were coming. They didn't want to spend it with their families because let's just face it, some for some for a lot of people, it's triggering. Right. Mm -hmm. And so with this one client in particular, I said, well, how do you want to feel? <laughs> right. And she's like, oh, my God, I would love to feel, you know, like free and relaxed and all this stuff. And so in a conversation, we basically worked up to letting her give herself permission to do something different for Christmas. So she ended up booking a trip, you know, where now she's getting to do all these different fun activities. And instead of spending two to three months stressing out and being miserable that the holidays are coming, she told me, she's like, I'm actually been super happy. I'm looking forward to Christmas. And she's, you know, I share her sentiment. She's someone who does not look forward to Christmas, <laughs> not her favorite holiday. Yes. Um, Christmas and, is very stressful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know, she just told me yesterday, actually, she's like, I have been so happy planning this trip. And like everyone I've told about it, I was so stressed about telling them. But because we had worked on some reframing around how people were going to react to her news, um, she said, people have been so supportive. They're really happy for me that I'm going away. And I just want to remind people that just because holidays can be traditional doesn't mean that you ha that you can't do something different on one Christmas out of your whole entire life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, even when I teach around co-parenting, Christmas, you know, the day you open up presents doesn't necessarily have to be Christmas morning if you don't have your kids <laughs> that day, right? And on how awesome your kids get two Christmases, you know, maybe it's two days later that you're opening presents with them. But it doesn't make it any less meaningful, mm -hmm. right? So there's that internal shift definitely that is so helpful. It's again, it's every it's what you say to yourself is so very important. So what are if you were going to give somebody like I know we talk about self-care a lot and I am a big believer in journaling, but if you wanted to give people some tips on just how to deal with a breakup in general, what are like top five tips that you would tell people? Yeah. So I actually have like some unexpected kind of tips. Um, the first one I would say is try writing your own memoir style story, right? See what happens. Why not put pen to paper mm -hmm. um, and help you see a different perspective. Um, another tip I would give is, um, this one is kind of out of, out of left field, but, um, for me, I went from being a teacher to being in uh, learning a lot about entrepreneurship. And so if you are someone who is already familiar with business, or maybe you, you know, you're a leader, you own one, start applying the skills of entrepreneurship to going through your breakup. I've actually learned that there are like 
really, really helpful. Oh. Um, like some of the top skills, you know, in business is like resilience. You know, if you are, if, if something is not being uh, productive or successful for you, you pivot immediately, right? You don't just continue doing that for five more years. Like you would go bankrupt and, and your business would fail. Right. 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 So it's kind of the same in your breakup. Like if you are, you know, sitting on the couch for six weeks straight watching Netflix and you still feel absolutely miserable, do something different. Right. So, yeah, there's a lot of skills of entrepreneurship. I could go yes. off on like a lot of fundamentals. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. just an example. <laughs> and I know we're running out of time. So um, let me think of uh, one more. Let's see. Um, yeah, I would say really if you're going to pick like three areas to help yourself is like do one thing from the red process. So like do one thing to restore, do one thing to elevate and do one thing to dare and okay. just do them consistently. I also think it's a time, you know, you know, I, I think particularly those of us who are women, <laughs> like, <laughs> but we are, we are raised to define our level of success and happiness by our relationships. And I think that when a relationship ends, it's also a chance for us not only to invest that energy that we've been investing in others back into ourselves, but also to reevaluate like, who am I as an individual? Where do I hang my hat of happiness? And can I hang my hat of happiness on my career, my extracurricular activities, my friends, my spirituality, my religion, et cetera, versus seeking the, the validity outside of myself within from relationship. Does that make sense? Oh my God. Yes. I actually have a post that's like scheduled to come out soon, but it's a, it's a picture and I love that it says you are the success story. So so when you said like, how do you define success? It's like, can you, instead of, um, trying to figure out like, what have I accomplished or where am I in my life? Can you use your progress as your success story? Mm -hmm. I love that. I always say success is the best revenge. (laughs) Okay. So Emmy, where can people get in touch with you if they want some coaching around a breakup? Breakups are hard, by the way, and we are not trying to minimize that at all. Um, Just, you know, that I always tell people the first breakup post-divorce, I think, is even harder than the divorce for many folks who are out there dating. Mm -hmm. But um, how can people reach out to you? Do you work? Where where are the people that you work with? So I'm virtual, so I can work with everyone all around the world. And uh, they can find me on www.emmyfortin.com. It's E-M-M-I. You can also reach out to me through an email, info at emmyfortin.com. And uh, yeah, check out. I've got a lot of resources uh, that can help you through your journey. Absolutely. tell, Tell them about your book. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I have. So I actually have um, three journals, the guided journals out right now um, that can help you in whatever stage that you're in of your breakup process. And then my memoir, my very spicy, like, I got to put that caveat out. It is oh, very spicy. <laughs> so That's maybe you, a side of you I don't know. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> if You would know me way too well, Kat, if, if you if Ooh, you read the story. Read it's, okay. um, yeah, it's like an entertaining, it's kind of like Sex in the City meets the world of salsa dancing. Ooh. And so it's this like passionate... Um, vulnerable uh, story of of my on and off situationship um, and like my transformation uh, through that and coming out the other side so awesome congratulations thank you you've done so much you're a mover and a shaker so thank thank you you for coming to speak with us today and um, it's Emmy Fortin and please reach out to Kat at Cat Blake CDC if you have any questions around divorce coaching talk to you later bye